welcome to all book lovers out there. I'm Karina Pereira and this is A Story of Sorts, the podcast mostly about bookish stuff. On today's episode, I talk about the books I read in February, my reading plans for March, and a few other things. Last episode, I said that for Black History Month in February, I was going to read only black authors, except for my audiobook, because I was halfway through an audiobook that I really wanted to finish. So my plan was to finish that audiobook and then start a new audiobook by a black author. Did I manage to just read black authors? I did not. Why? Well, because here's the thing. I know that there are many black authors out there and very good black authors out there but unless you try hard to go and check the books that you are reading to see if they are by black authors or not it's very difficult to just go to a bookstore and pick up a book by a black author. I was reading a couple of books in Dutch and the two books that I read in Dutch which were quite small one of them was like a a children's book had about a hundred something pages and I was reading it when I had some free time at my job I read it in about two weeks a little bit at a time and that was not by a black author because I basically went to the shelves and I picked up a book, a children's book that caught my attention, which only proves that I have to continue to make an effort to choose more diverse. I actually have to do some research because most of the time, as I said, if you go to a bookshop, unless you make an educated choice, you're not going to get immediately a black author. I did not just read black authors. I read mostly black authors. I also didn't read as much as I expected this month, but I did read two books that were bigger, around 200 pages, 200 and something pages each. I finished Ordinary Girls by Jakira Diaz as an audiobook. It was one of the listening copies made available by Libro.fm. It was a really good book. I have, by the way, all the reviews for my books are on my Instagram account, A Story of Sorts. I don't make very long reviews, just a few words to let you know what I thought of the book, my feelings, a little bit of the story. And sometimes I don't have the books reviewed on my timeline because I post a picture before I actually read the book. But I am now doing flash reviews, which are on my highlights um, of every book that I don't review on my timeline. So if you don't find the books that I'm talking about here, the reviews, like a a bigger review of those books on my timeline, they are on the flash reviews highlights. Here I talk about the books that I read without expanding too much on them. I read then Ordinary Girls by Jaquira Diaz and it was really good, very heavy. It's kind of curious because you rather figure out here by listening to it that sometimes a person can change your whole life. Sometimes you just need someone to believe in you to change the course of things and she had quite a tough life from what I understood because I didn't really know the word and I didn't check it at the time. I still have to do that but I think her father was selling a type of drug and her family kind of broke and she was lost and she wanted to live on the edge like her father without fearing anything and at some point she was even kind of welcoming death. So she never thought, she never believed she was going to live long. 
and she was doing all these irresponsible things and then eventually there was like a professor who saw value in what she was writing in in her stories and that kind of changed in in a way it changed the course of how things were going so if you have a chance to listen it's a memoir and it's it's really nice it's very well written and it was very entertaining as well even though some images were quite hard to swallow i finished the nickel boys by colson whitehead and i was afraid because i was in utrecht in september last year to listen to a book talk with the colson whitehead and they were talking about the nickel boys which was his last book and everybody was talking about how this book was so heavy because there's a lot of violence in the book and and not just violence like really hard experience for black kids in this college it's not a college actually it's a, a prison for young kids until 18 years old it's a center for kids that uh, well get themselves in, in a bad position in life for some reason the main character actually was the victim of a misunderstanding and the whole book i was reading it and as i said there's a lot of violence but and this is very this is very mean to say but i was expecting more i've read for example half of 12 years a slave i didn't finish the book but i read half of it and when you read stories like this and when you listen to stories of slavery you are kind of expecting a certain violence and i was thinking am i desensitized how do you call it desensitized am i desensitized do i not feel that violence against black people is wrong anymore and of course i do obviously i do but they were saying the book was so violent i was expecting it to really turn my guts and it kind of didn't but i also think that the reason that happened is because the narrative is very literary so i had to focus because english is not my first language and even though i find i find it easier to read in english i did have to focus to be able to understand everything that was said to me uh, colson whitehead is a really good writer and because i was trying to focus on understanding what i was reading that attention was being taken away from the story and there is a plot twist at the end which is it just makes the book go from let's say for me like a, a a three and a half to a four and a half that's the i did like a flash review for my instagram account and that's how much i gave the book and it, it's very well written it kind of fools you i don't want to give anything away i don't want to give any spoilers to anyone who is still going to read the book but the plot twist is really good it's a very well written story it still deserves all the hype that it had maybe even more but for me it was a bit more difficult to understand the story so you you can you can blame me for um the lack of a five star review not really the book uh, i also read kindred by octavia e butler and that this one was a book chosen for the book club in february we were looking for afrofuturism stories this one was actually in the past the book was written in 1979 the main characters or the main character lives in 1976 and then she is transported to 1815 and she is transported always back in time to help one kid and that kid stops being a kid after a while and she, every time he is in danger she gets transported back in time so it's not really science fiction it's time traveling but this book was 
amazing. The violence that I was kind of expecting to see uh, in the Nickel Boys, I unexpectedly saw it here. But unexpected because I hadn't read anything about Kindred, so I went into the book without knowing anything, without any expectation, to be fair. But it's a very violent book. It reads easier, which disappointed a few people in the book club uh, because they were expecting the narrative to be a bit more literary. But for me, this was really good because then I, I like books that you can read fast, books that you can just get into the story and focus on what is happening to the characters. And this one was really, really good besides being so violent. It really puts in perspective everything that happened in America before the Civil War and, of course, after as well, I'm, I'm sure. It was really hard to, to swallow this one. But I really liked it, story-wise. And if you're looking for a good book, well, just pick up Kindred by Octavia E. Butler. I think she was the first one, if I'm not mistaken, to write what they call Afrofuturism and the sort of science fiction by African authors. And a story that is from 1979 to be, to feel so up to date. Um, there were a few things I had issue with uh, and I had to think this was written in 1979. So this is not so weird at the time. But um, apart from that, it could have been written now. It's really good. These were the books I read in English. In Dutch, I read Tori by Brian Elstak, which kind of took almost all of the month because somehow I couldn't get into the story. I gave it a, a three-star review because it just it's an event adventure book. It starts with three turtles. They come to a beach and there are three eggs there and three kids come out of the egg. And one of the turtles stays behind to take care of the kids. And then the three kids go into like into an adventure. But it's also about stories, uh, because the turtle tells stories and then they want to make it into a book. Even though I kind of see how some people can be quite amused by the um, story, it didn't click with me. So I was a bit disappointed with it. You know, I read it, I wanted to finish up because I was supposed to get two books, two uh, children's books in Dutch by black authors at the library but then I started reading this one and I thought yeah I'm not gonna get into it that easily so I'm just gonna choose this one and let it go I can read more black authors throughout the year and I was kind of right because it did take me quite a long time to finish the book but I did finish it unfortunately didn't like it as much but if you can read Dutch and if you want to give it a try, I did read a very good review of the book by someone who is Dutch. So just go for it. It's available at the library, at least here in Rotterdam. So go for it. For me, it just didn't make it. Now, another book that I read, a children's book, was The Berentafel by Martin Glaser. And I don't know if, like, last episode I talked about Joke van Leeuwen and how Hatweer and the Tide shouldn't have been a book for children or shouldn't have been directed to children because of how weird it is. The Berentafel gets an award for weird books for kids because this is the story of... I don't want to spoil it, so I can't talk a lot about it, but this is a story of how a girl wakes up in her bed, but it's not her bed. And she doesn't recognize herself in the mirror. And the people who say they are her parents 
Well, she has no memory of them. She has no memory of her room. She even speaks a different language from those who say they are her parents. So she finds everything very confusing. And she goes and tries to find out what happens. And again, I don't want to spoil it in case you want to read this book. And you should, because it's so well written. It's such a nice book. It's only There's only a Dutch version. So you're in luck if you can read Dutch and... It's a really good story, but it's just a bit crazy for kids. It, I, the ending, it's too scary. It's like the thing that kids will... I, I can imagine a kid reading that book and then thinking about it for a week or more. What if this happens to me? But I'm not going to ruin it for you. The other book that I read, the children's book, was Poco Heft and Trommel. And there is an English version called Poco and the Drum. And here's the thing, I opened the book, because we have it at the bookstore, and I opened the book, and it starts with Poco's parents gave her a drum. That was their biggest mistake ever. And this story immediately resonated with me, because when my niece was about three years old, I wanted her to be musical. Because when I was a child, I wanted to learn the guitar. I really, I loved music. I got like a very small pink piano when I was about five years old. It had a microphone. I loved it. I still remember it to this day. I don't know where it is anymore, of course. And I kind of wanted my niece to have the things that I wasn't able to, like a piano or a guitar. She actually plays the piano now. And I got, I, I got like to a store and I saw this little drum. And I thought, oh, this is perfect. She's gonna love it. So I took it home. And as soon as she picked it up and she started playing, I think my parents, more than wanting to kill me, because she spent a lot of time at my house at the time, at my parents' house, they saw the regret in my eyes. And in my mind was like, what did I do? Luckily, she went home and she took the drum with her, obviously, because she wanted the drum. And she perforated the top part and then she hid it away and my sister-in-law found it and told as well there was an accident with the drum and it was not an accident it was a blessing so this story starts exactly the same way but it has a very pretty ending i wouldn't say better than the ending of my niece's drum because that was perfect but it has a really really nice ending poco's parents are very supportive eventually it's a very cute book and I laughed out loud a few times because it's really funny. There's a few, there's a dark moment in there. I actually told my boyfriend about the story and I think he's still traumatized, but it's a really good book. Now, audiobooks. I've listened to Black Girl Unlimited um, and, oh no, I forgot to say something. I forgot to say something. The Bed and Tafel by Martin Glaser is a bit like The Light Between Oceans by M.L. Stedman. They made a movie um, about it. So if you read The Light Between Oceans, you're going to figure out more or less now what The Bit and Tafel is about. That's all I'm going to say. And if you haven't read The Light Between Oceans, you should. It's the saddest book I've ever read, but it's very good, as a lot of sad books are, because they kind of destroy our soul, but they, in a way rebuild us because they usually or very often tell such beautiful tragic stories i i really like sad books maybe that's why i like the light between ocean and the bed and tafel so much 
As an audiobook, as I was saying, I listened to Black Girl Unlimited by Echo Brown and it's a fantasy book. Um, the main character is a wizard. I'm having a bit of trouble getting into the story so for some reason, but I think now it's starting to be really good because the beginning, there was a lot of um, information there that I didn't find interesting. It was like the story was stalling a little bit, but now it's kind of getting somewhere. So I'm going to finish the book. I uh, really want to read this one. And uh, there's also a queer character in the story. So I'm really looking forward to finish it, but I haven't yet. I started it in, in February, but it's going through March now until I finish it. For March, the plans are the following. For Bored to Death Book Club, we are reading An Unkindness of Ghosts by River Solomon. It's actually Afrofuturism. It takes place in the future uh, in a spaceship. So it's full-on science fiction. Will I like it? I'm not sure because I'm not really fond of science fiction. But I'm pretty sure that if I don't like it, it's my fault because it's not... Well, my fault, it's not my genre. That's as simple as that. I think it's unfair because sometimes people say, oh, I really didn't like this book, but they also go, yeah, because I don't like insert genre. And I think it's a bit unfair because you're taking credit that has to do with your own personal taste. Like if I, I don't really enjoy fish and if I go to someone's house and I eat that and I say, oh, that's disgusting. She can't cook. It's unfair. It's not that she can't cook. It's me that doesn't like fish. So I'm not going to say anything for now. I'm going to finish the book and then give my opinion on it but I'm not expecting to really enjoy it because again it's science fiction and I have some trouble getting into science fiction. In English I'm also planning on reading Ghost Wall by Sarah Moss. I bought this book a few months ago because the blurb really caught my attention and it's a super small book so I think I can make it uh, once I finish An Unkindness of Ghosts which I have to do soon since the, um, the book club session is also in a couple of weeks. I want to read Ghostfall and I want to read the second volume of Lumberjanes. I got the first one from the library. The second one I borrowed from a friend. I read the first one in Dutch. I'm going to read the second one in English and I really like the first one so I'm kind of expecting this one to be good as well. And that's all I'm planning to read in English even though I have quite a bit to be read but I don't want to you know, be too optimist and then be disappointed. In Dutch, I chose a very big book for this month that was gifted to me last month and that I've been eyeing for a while. And it's called Lampia by Annette Schap. I read the blurb, but I kind of forgot what it is about, which is good because I really like going into books with a blank slate. So I'm planning on reading Lampia and that's quite a big book. But I'm also bringing in some smaller children's books. One is Flow and Stickle by Peter Kolweik and Linda Fass. I'm already reading it, actually. So I think I'm going to finish it today. The other is Lifta is Need for Lafarts by Ulf Stark and Ida Björs. Uh, and it's um, in the time of the Second World War. It reminds me, from what I read, a little bit about um, Dolph Gun. A few books, that two books actually, that I read from Dolph Gun. So I think it's going to be good. And the other one is Blossoms in the Herfst by Zidru and Aime de Jong. 
this is the list that I have for March. I don't think I've forgotten anything. It's not a very big list. This last one, Blossoms in the Herfst, is actually a graphic novel that was um, lent to me by a friend a few months ago. So I really want to finish this one so I can give it back. And it seems like a very interesting story about your life when you're older and life and also love. It looks very interesting. The drawings are very beautiful. So this month I want to finish it in audiobook. As I said, finish Black Girl Unlimited and I want to start Reasons to Stay Alive by Matt Haig. I actually started it already. I listened to it a little bit on a night that I I couldn't really fall asleep, but because I was enjoying it, I turned it off because I didn't want to spoil it for myself and I want to read it all at once, uh, listen to it in this case. But I don't know how long it will take me to finish Black Curl Unlimited, but I hope I also can finish Reasons to Stay Alive in March. Now, Libre FM has just released the advanced listening copies for March and I'm also really looking forward to start Una out of order, but again, it all depends on how fast I can listen to the other audiobooks. And I'm doing it, I'm just listening to audiobooks when I feel like it. Um, this is a very big change for me because last year I listened to so many audiobooks in so little time, but I had the chance to do that at work. So this year things are going a bit slower, but it's fine. It's not a competition, it's okay. Speaking of Libre FM, I think um, maybe most of you who are listening to me know what Libre FM is, but um, it's basically the same thing as Audible. It's an audiobook platform, but Libre FM, unlike Audible, because uh, Audible belongs to Amazon, Libre FM supports indie bookstores. Instead of giving your money to Amazon, who doesn't really need it, when you buy an audiobook through Libre FM, you're actually buying an audiobook from an indie bookstore. So basically, you buy an audiobook, you choose which indie bookstore you want to support, and you buy the audiobook from them. Now, most indie bookstores available on Libre.fm to support are in America, a few in Europe, but not a lot. But there is starting to change. I've heard that Libre.fm is going to start working now with more and more indie bookstores in Europe as well. Besides supporting directly indie bookstores, what did Libre.fm create, they created something called Bookstore Link. You go to that site, you search for the book you want, and then you can either do like a search by location and they will find the closest indie bookstore to you. Why is this different from Google? Because Google usually links you to either Amazon or Apebooks or Book Depository or Bol.com. Most of the times if you're in the Netherlands, it's going to send you to Bol.com. Um, but they do not support indie bookstores. So if you go to Bookstore Link, they will send you to your local indie. The problem is, well, I tried to search in Rotterdam, there is nothing. Because again, they work mostly with bookstores in America. But just give it a try. Go to their site, see the indie bookstores they support. And if you can afford it, support your indie bookstore. I'm currently working at an indie bookstore and... I know that the people running it, they care about their clients, they know their clients, the books that are chosen to be at the bookstore, especially because it is a very small place. It, they are 
chosen for the people who go there. Of course, they have available books that are highly popular because people will want them anyway. But for example, if I read a book and I think we really should support this author because they're really good, but nobody knows them, they will listen. So that's a very good thing. So you also have some influence in what happens at the store also as a customer because whatever you choose is what they are going to choose to have in the store. But I know that sometimes it's difficult because books are expensive. Amazon Book Depository, they will allow you to buy more books for less money usually. But if you can spare the one or two euro difference that sometimes there is, sometimes isn't more than that, please support your indie bookstore. Now, I don't know if you noticed, but I posted a bonus episode because there are other things I want to talk about on the podcast. I decided to create Wrecked, which is the bonus episode where I talk specifically about a book. So I take the time to talk more about one specific book. It is possible that I will talk about other things in the future on those bonus episodes, um, even things not related to books. But for now, I'm just using it to either recommend a book that I really, really like or just wreck a book that I disliked a lot. On the first episode, if you haven't listened to it um, and you can go listen to it, it's available. Once I'm done here, please don't go anywhere before I finish. Uh, The first episode is about Educated by Tara Westover. That was my favorite book from last year. So you can go see what I think about it. Oh, I already ruined the surprise. Oh my God, I ruined the surprise, didn't I? I ruined the surprise. I am so sorry. Anyway, on the first bonus episode of Wrecked, I am recommending Educated by Tara Westover. I just ruined the surprise. But anyway, if you listen to my previous episode, you knew that I really liked it. So go and listen to Wrecked and see why I liked it so much. Now, I got all the news besides books. I got a new job. And by new job, I mean I'm starting this Thursday to combine with the bookstore because I'm only working 10 hours a week at the bookstore and it's really great. I really enjoy it. I really like the interaction with clients and being able to help people get the book they want. But I wanted to work full-time or close to full-time so I'm going to start working at a small cafe inside a bookstore. Yeah. That's right, that's me. So I saw this cafe, which is inside a bookstore in the center, looking for people to serve cafe and make um, like small toasts. And I decided to apply because the place where I used to work is now closed and the construction has been delayed until end of April. So I just decided to apply for the job. I went to do a tryout last Saturday and now I start working on Thursday. I'm quite curious about it because I've never done this. I mean, I did this when I was 16, but the environment was completely different. Um, And I don't know if I would like it or not. You know, it's not something that I just look at and think, yes, this is my dream job. But I had fun on the day that I was working there for the tryout. And I think it's going to be interesting. And there's also customer interaction. It doesn't seem too complicated because I don't have to do major food It's going to be tough to make a proper latte. I'm going to have to learn how to remove the bubbles from the milk and make milk look like it's porcelain. But I'm quite excited about it. So um, I will start on Thursday and next month I will let you know how it's going. 
Wish me luck. I would also like to point out that I have a tiny letter going, usually about once a month, but it's the same with the tiny letter as it is with my podcast. Sometimes I have something extra to say, so I can send it more than once a month, but usually once a month is certain. In there, I talk about daily things that happen to me, that I think about and I decide to write about, and also the books that I have read during that month things that I have written, etc. Everything that I find interesting to share. If you want to subscribe to the Tiny Letter, you can do so on tinyletter.com slash Pereira. I also created a Twitter account just for the podcast where I will post updates about bonus episodes, regular episodes and even extra things that I have to share. You can follow it then on Twitter under a story of sorts. And we've come to the end of our podcast. I think I have mentioned everything I wanted to mention. I will probably be posting a wrecked episode in the next few weeks. I already have a list of books that I hated and that I really loved. So if you want to get updates and know when new episodes are coming out, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to find me on social media, see the things I'm writing for Book Riot or for Medium, the books I'm reviewing, etc., feel free to follow me at linktree slash Karina Preira. I'll talk to you next month.